One of the most unique podcasts on the planet. Hey, bus driver. Hey, bus driver. Hey, bus driver. The show about everything related to student transportation. If you're a student transportation professional, you found your show. Hey, bus driver. Exploring the entire school transportation universe. Talking to interesting and inspiring people, exchanging ideas, promoting student transportation industry growth, and sharing a few funny stories along the way. Now, live from Phoenix, Arizona, this is Hey Bus Driver, and this is Jason Nelson. All right, we uh, are in the, what we'll call this, the Strange Times podcast. Maybe we'll change the name. Um, but thank you for tuning in. Uh, I think this is the episode that probably seems maybe a little redundant. There's a lot of information out there about COVID-19, the coronavirus, but uh, we're going to talk about it anyways and see how transportation departments around the state have been responding. Uh, I think this will be part of a part one, or this will be part one, and then we'll possibly be doing a part two, it sounds like, maybe with Transfinder calling in to talk about how they are helping customers and support um, the industry on how they're going to react to or basically um, come out and support departments that are trying to help through this strange time. So I do have Daniel Reby with me again. I have Tommy Sims on the phone and Stephanie Arba on the phone. You guys want to say hello? You all got your TP stocked up? (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have you brave the the grocery stores? Actually, Costco. Anybody been there? Just I drove, Walmart. Just I drove, Walmart. I drove by a couple today, and and parking lots packed. I didn't even bother going in. Yeah. I went by Sportsman's over in Mesa, looking for a couple things, and there was a line to get in the in the door, so didn't stop for that either. Yeah. Pretty well. That's. Pretty wild. Not social distancing. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know that any of the grocery stores are social distancing, right? <laughs> no, I no. I ordered I ordered my groceries online, and I ordered them on Tuesday, and the earliest we could pick them up is today at three o'clock, and I don't expect them to be able to fill half of what I, you know, want. So we'll see. Did they actually show items out of stock? Oh, it would not even let me click. I couldn't type in toilet paper. It wouldn't let me view toilet paper. It it was like, no, you will not use the word toilet paper on this website. We are not giving you any. So Try bathroom you tissue. <laughs> I tried everything. <laughs> Pretty funny. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, we just, I think, started assignment to home today so steph you've been assigned to home for how long now uh we what is today today's friday so it's been since last week that we're all of the um employees are working from home we do we i mean we have a couple people that at different times go in and take care of um some mail items um claims that sort of thing but for the most part the office is locked down that's funny. Business still needs to run at some level, right? Things still need to get done. Yes, so. absolutely. And Tommy, you guys are still working? 
Um, it's essential employees only. So for my department, uh, I'm here every day for a couple hours and then supervisors come in two, maybe three times a week, just check certification stuff, make sure we're up to date on those. And then next week I will have mechanics coming in four hours a day for two days just to do some services, make sure we stay up on that. And that's pretty much it. District wide, not many people are working. <clears throat> well, definitely, uh, we found out today that our, our VPN servers from the district are running very slow with how many people are on the district servers. So that's going to be very difficult to actually get things, I think, accomplished from home as computers are, they're going to have to do something. I know they're working on it, but man, I couldn't yep. even get a, a web browser open this morning. <laughs> right. I tried and I just backed out and used my phone for my email. That's yep. it. That's about as good as it's going to get. So. They have asked people that. Well, this that, isn't one of those things where, you, you know, district-wide you can practice. You right. can't. No. I mean, how practical is it to say, okay, we're going to practice a simulation and everybody take their stuff home? And, the, you know, it's not practical. And it isn't until this actually happens in reality that we find out, ah, boy, we're not as prepared as we thought we were. Right. Or All our, the shortcomings come out, right? Isn't where, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, it was good. To, we yeah. had our uh, board meeting Tuesday and they kind of showed their plan of what they what they were doing and i mean they've been basically planning this since january Mm -hmm. i mean basically response of how what this could look like so i think that it's um you know it's interesting to see where how long they've been planning and then when i came into you know us as leadership coming into figure out i you know they kind of made the decisions right at the end of our spring break which was last week um so trying to figure out are we closing school are we you know what are what does this look like what are we doing how are we supporting kids and i mean you know transportation only plays a very small percentage of the department or the whole district so for that matter i mean even though we have a fairly large uh, department it's you know out of 3500 employees we only have what 130 something like that so it's been interesting i know we started out obviously schools being closed but um you know we put out a quick survey for uh through google for people to sign up to work we had about 30 or so that wanted to work including food delivery service so we've had people all week washing buses, cleaning the insides of buses, um, fueling, just a lot of stuff on at the yard that we were trying to get done. And then we had another 15 people that have been out running food um, every day to various locations for kids to still eat. So, Oh, that's good. Have you gotten any questions on how that mileage is going to be reported? Yeah. I've gotten like well, four questions. Well, and, and remember, with that, Stephanie, I'm sure you have gotten the questions. Um, legislation that went through last night from the Arizona State House and Senate uh, came through with verbiage on that and, and how we count this stuff. Right, right. So um, at least now we have that piece to send them back to so so we would know. But, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately for us, I mean, we're using our district white fleet that's not um part of the transportation mileage so i know that around the states correct there that's are, what we're doing uh, yeah as well. other states are using school buses and and whatnot so i mean i i i would say probably just really try and keep track of that mileage and kind of look to the 
state legislature to maybe provide a little bit more guidance on what is going to be available and what's not. Um, but that, that was our workaround was using just the food service trucks and a couple of our other district white fleet pool vehicles that we don't, we don't keep track of for mileage. So correct. Yeah. Not bad. So Tommy, are you guys doing food service at all? We're doing food service right now, just using our, uh, summer food service program uh with a couple stops and then our sites but uh we are going to branch out and add more bus stops in our areas that we feel are targeted and would need the help i believe that's going to start next week but we'll still continue to use our white fleet to do that our veggie vans as we call them because they're uh, wrapped with vegetables the the vans are wrapped with vegetables nice and it says uh food service on the side of it so yeah well that's good oh that's cute um so yeah, so I think that uh you know as if we go back to Stephanie's point about not being prepared, you know, or how do you prepare for this? I think that's the the big key is that, you know, we I don't think any, you know, really anybody's ever seen anything like this ever, right? And so trying to all the unknown details that, you know, we've been in so many meetings back and forth about, well, what about this? And what about, you know, what about I, I can't even think of all of them. Just how do we communicate? That's been the biggest one is how do we communicate to our group? Because, Tommy, I'm sure probably you have very similar staff in that they're not connected, you know, don't have a smartphone, don't have access to a computer. So trying to send out this information to them and get them to be connected in some way, shape, or form and understand what's going on becomes kind of a big you know, big thing. So have you... it, it has been tough because um, my department, uh, student transporters, Mars, they don't have email district email. Oh, wow. Um, wow. We have a dedicated private Facebook page just for our department that I've been putting stuff out. The remind one oh one text that we're using. And then a lot of word of mouth for those that don't have it. Uh, we're calling and talking to them one on one. But it, it's a lot of man hours behind that call in you know, a certain number of people that don't have access to the smartphone or the internet or a computer. Right. Yeah. That's been, that's been the big one. I think we've communicated through school messenger, uh, email district website. Uh, our district uses a, a program called workplace, which is like Facebook. It's by Facebook, yeah. Facebook. Um, so, you know, we've been trying to cover all our bases and then we actually just opened up a, app called zip whip uh that the district just connected one of the district lines to one of our main phone numbers in transportation where our people can now text to that phone line and we can actually text them back if they have any questions so um been kind of cool to see how we've opened up several different technology um opportunities we've also i think they just gave us uh, access to webex and zoom so that way we can have virtual meetings we actually had a virtual meeting on was that tuesday 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 i think it was um and had you know 30 or so people on a web call you know so we could actually have and questions and answer you know get get the information out um that yeah, we've uh, we've been using a lot of google google hangouts uh for virtual meetings um go to meeting that kind of stuff as well in our district as well yeah but to your point, I think that's part needs to become part of the um, emergency operating plan for future. Like Stephanie said, we didn't really realize any of these things were were going to happen or how much involvement they were going to be. So for future reference, track all this stuff and make sure we have it documented how we, you know, 
contact people in case of an emergency such as this because you never know when this is going to happen again or or other uh, emergency situations where we need to contact people where they need to stay home so that's right. important right and fully even developing you know now that our people are assigned to working from home on call you know uh, coming up with the definition of what on call looks like as well as if i call you how quickly do you have to respond and do you have to come to work um specifically at this time you know the district's giving everybody the opportunity to work from home and we've gone and developed uh, or we're starting to develop some training opportunities that we're putting on the website that they can go and you know point them to NHTSA and TAA and some of the other stuff that, you know, and finding some YouTube web um, type videos that they can watch from home so that way they can at least stay sharp while they're sitting there. But the opportunity, if we need to call them in, what happens if they say, well, I'm comfortable working from home, but now I'm not comfortable leaving my house, you know, and so um, trying to find out, do they have to use sick time or do they have to... Um, you know, do they have the right to deny it? I mean, I would assume they, they do, but it seems kind of wishy-washy if you're letting them work oh, from the home, question, but then you can't bring them in type of thing. The question also becomes, you know, for those that uh, can't work from home, you know, a student sure. transport driver cannot drive from home. Yep. Um, so what do we do with those? Are they still paid? Are they coming into other departments to work? It's, there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered with this. So. Yeah, and I know that our our I think our district got hit pretty good with the red for ed piece, you know, because of everybody uh, because of that closure. But all of our our support staff did not get paid during this time, so it created a lot of uh, discontent within the district to those ESP work groups that. Um, you know, we're not getting paid. And so I think that they're, they're trying to find every opportunity. And I'm, we even talked about with the zoom meetings, if this goes beyond another week or so, you know, cause we had new drivers slated to start. Could we at least do some sort of zoom type meeting for their classroom training, at least get their classroom training done, um, through a web, you know, web session. It all depends again on their technology, but we might be able to borrow a laptop or something from technology and get it over to that employee or have them come pick it up and then be able to do something like that. So that way we're virtually training, can't do anything behind the wheel, but, um, you know, that'd be kind of different anyways for those people that, you know, are interested. Steph, have you, re have you, have you heard anything from other districts around the state kind of panicking? Uh, did you ask me? Yes. Oh, sure. The, everything that you're talking about is what people are asking. And they're all finding, all of the districts are finding um, resources and avenues to continue to work and continue to pay employees um, if they can. But think of the smaller remote districts in the state who don't have beefed up networks that they can use. They can't offer um, they can't offer things like Zoom like you're talking about and, and things like that because either the employees don't have access to using stuff like that or the district wasn't set up to begin with to use stuff like that. We have transportation departments in the state. They have computers, but their entire training and transportation department is pencil and paper. Yeah. So, so you know, that presents a different set of challenges. So. And I think that's part of the opportunity here if you want to call it that to be able to <clears throat> understand the shortcomings of those kind of 
technologies for their workers in order to, if something again happens like this or something different in the future where we've isolated workers, uh, to be able to do that. So I think it's, you know, documenting and, and looking for those answers that are, are cost, uh, cost effective for the school districts to be able to utilize for their staff. Well, I, I think what's a really nice piece is that, you know, other companies like the internet providers and, um, you know, some people like Cox, they're basically re- re- limiting or re- lifting their limits of, you know, data so that people, they recognize everybody's going to be home. And uh, I saw that a district on the East Coast is using their Wi-Fi buses and sending them out into neighborhoods so kids will be able to access Wi-Fi if they don't have Wi-Fi at home. So, um, you know, I mean, definitely people are getting very creative on mm-hmm. how they're, um, you know, dealing with this. Even class A drivers. Those yep. their hours of yeah. Did you see that the hours lifted. of hours of service have been temporarily lifted? There's no no limits there. Yes, I did read that email. Yeah, that's kind of scary. A from little a, from a safety perspective. Honest, it's yeah. a little. <laughs> well, yeah, right. It's not okay. Yes, that the hours of service has been lifted, but they have to meet guidelines. They have to show that they're providing certain um, certain things to the community related to medical supplies, food. You know, it can't just be um, a, a driver out there driving uh, metal across the country to build a building. It, it, they have to be meeting some sort of um, need for the country. You know, like I said, medical, food, that sort of thing. So it isn't just across the board. There are still some guidelines within that. But also definitely a, you know, I I feel for them because, you know, all the dining rooms have been closed and they can't go get food. And I did see that the truck stops were, um, I guess, ordered to remain open 24 hours so that they could at least you know, take care of themselves and whatnot, but, sure. um, so definitely, definitely interesting. Tommy, have you guys been, have you cleaned buses at all? Uh, what we did last Friday was I had a couple monitors and student transport and disinfect buses, uh, but we haven't deep cleaned on them yet. We're kind of waiting. We're all in that limbo mode waiting here from the governor on what's going to happen next. So. And what do you guys do to disinfect uh, we use the district uh, disinfectant that they use in all the classrooms. Uh, I don't even know what the name of the product is. It was just given to us by our facilities department, and it's one of those you spray and leave for 10 minutes. Got it. Was that disinfect. like the backpack sprayer that's like a mister or whatever? Uh, well, we were using spray bottles, uh, going through all the vehicles with the spray bottles. That took uh, about four hours to do with our 70-plus uh, fleet. So, hmm. yeah. Yeah, we got those. That's what we've done. The pheno pheno D was pheno D right, but uh, we were gonna we were working on deep cleaning everything. That was gonna be the last piece was sanitizing um, everything with the the pheno D. It was like a basically like a spray can that you just release and it just basically ex- exhausts the entire inside of the vehicle. Uh, close it up for a couple hours and then come back and open it up. Open it up again. So we didn't didn't get there, but um, you know obviously that we're all taking care of ourselves and staying home. Um, but yeah, we're just trying to Steph, have you heard of anybody else? I know you were asking about, um, you know, what we were doing. Have you heard anything from anybody else that's reached out of what they may be using? 
No, but we came up with some very, very basic guidelines for districts. Um, they, that's part of the reason, even though we're the company's closed down, we're working remotely. Our focus has been, okay, we know we're getting all these questions, so we need to find resources for these folks. So what we've put out for at least simple transportation guidelines is pretty simple because even though this two weeks is going to come and go, whether it's, whether it's extended or we do go back, the threat is not going to be gone anytime soon. So um, two really simple things that districts can think about if they are back to driving students during this um, extended period of, of health threat um, bus drivers should treat their buses and high contact surfaces with something like a Clorox wipe or commercial hospital grade disinfectant product on a regular basis. And that's up for the district to decide, you know, should it be, should it be after every route? Should it be daily? Should it be a couple times a week? And then, and then on top of that, the transportation department should ensure that sanitizing of the school buses buses happens at least once a week using an electrostatic disinfectant sprayer, kind of like what you were talking earlier. Because school buses are considered high contact surfaces, it's an area that could be forgotten about, except for those of us in transportation world who knows, you know, exactly what these kids do on the school bus with their fingers and their noses and the windows, you know, keeping something like that sanitized is pert near impossible, but it's going to take a lot of work on everybody's part. So that's one of the recommendations well, that they're going to go or to coming out of this, that it should be done weekly? the the sanitation portion yes yes and the stuff that i'm that i am recommending like that i i only use sites like the national education association or the cdc um that sort of thing so so these recommendations aren't coming from me or something i find on the internet that oh this sounds good these are just the guidelines that have already been out there um, for something in this, in the likelihood that this would happen, some sort of flu epidemic, or in our case, what we're experiencing. What what we're doing out here is uh, we've planned after morning routes and after afternoon routes, uh, when the buses are uh, arrived back here at the yard, we're in disinfect daily after each morning route, after each PM route. Um, thankfully, we have a guideline from the state that says you're supposed to clean your bus every day and sweep it. <laughs> um, that's going to help to uh, push that now, but uh, we're going to be doing the disinfecting after our morning routes and afternoon routes as soon as we get back in. Can you tell me where that is? Because I've never seen that. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> the guideline. You're supposed to sweep and clean your bus <laughs> yes. every day? Yes. So let me get you the ARS number. <laughs> Thank you. Have it yeah. memorized. I've never been told but, uh, that. What is that? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. Well, um, any other uh, stuff? Is there anything that the, I mean, from the, uh, beyond the transportation side that the trust is working on or that you guys are, that you can share with us what um, maybe guidelines from the, at the national level that uh, you're seeing that, you know, your team is taking procedural whatever it is that you want to call it you know steps to kind of help guide us through through this time 
Well, I get, I've got like generic questions that we're getting asked all the time. Like, um, this situation that we're in is creating economic hardships for a lot of folks. And so what we've told folks, if they are experiencing this or worried about financial hardship, to make sure that they, they've got a couple options, reach out to their HR director first, because their HR director um, is going to know what the district or what their entity actually utilizes, what their, what their benefits are, that sort of thing. Um, the HR director will help um, talk about available resources. Like if someone needs, doesn't have money but needs it, you know, what kind of pension or 401k borrowing capabilities does an employee have? Um, being home with our kids suddenly and not working and not having that paycheck is stressful. So what sort of EAP program, counseling, things like that. Um, are out there for employees? What about government assistance, things like that? Um, we encourage our the districts in the state who belong to us to call us because we'll give out those resources. Um, people want to know, both district administrators and employees, do they receive unemployment benefits because of this? And I don't know. I think Jason, you and I might have talked about this earlier. You know, there's the Department of, of Labor is responsible in the, for this, and it really depends um, what state you're in. Is is the reason you want unemployment benefits because you were infected at work, um, that sort of thing. So those questions are being asked um, as well. Um, Does that lend to, I have a question, does that lend to any additional exposure for the trust as far as people possibly getting sick in the future? Like, um, you know, we go through the guidelines and we clean the buses per whatever the new requirements are, but they still get sick. Does that lend any exposure to you guys? Well, sure, because, because and this is getting into the weeds, but most of I, I don't know what the percentage is or, or even if it's all, but most of the policies out there that we have include um, coverage to remove bacteria. And, and, and there's money limitations on that. And this is not my expertise. But and our administrators way above where the four of us are. Mm -hmm. But our administrators know that if we have to, um, if we're exposed to something and we have to make a claim, first of all, is the is the claim directly related to this virus? And if so, who did the cleaning? Can we make a recommendation if you haven't started the cleaning? And do you need to make a claim? So there is already a provision out there, at least as far as our company goes for, you know, the 249 districts that we have. Makes sense. Does that answer your question? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. And I think we have a problem. I did not record. I did not record their line. I recorded the other line. So. <laughs> so they're not on at all. No. Yay! <laughs> so there's. So you need to remember a what. Lot you, of <laughs> damn it! That. That's awesome. You're gonna need to remember what you That's said. That's neat. Good time, Tommy. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he was looking all, I was looking at him, he's looking all confused, like, what the heck did I just not do? 
I mean, unless it's coming in the master, but I don't know that it is. It's not going to be one way to find out. I don't have a way to confirm. Womp womp. <laughs> can you, well, can you pause and go back uh, and listen to Might be able to. There? Let me, All this uh, technology. Let me see if I can do that real quick. Hang on one second. I'm going to... Okay. Sorry for that technical difficulty. That so happens. so we're back. All right. So we were talking about um, just the exposure and how that would be affected um, for, you know, staff members that may come once, if we come back, that's really kind of the next question, mm-hmm. right? Um, governors, I believe, expected to make an announcement on Sunday if we are... Moving to an yeah. online model, I think. I yeah, think there's the two things we got was we would know on or before the 22nd of March. So hopefully we'll know soon because you know there's a lot of just unanswered questions and just a lot of uh, anxiety out. There, you know? A lot of speculation. Oh yeah, a lot of that too. And that's why we kind of just kind of left the door open for us as far as the employees. If they have any questions, they have our numbers um, and trying to, as Jason had said earlier, just trying to touch them in as many different ways as possible because of some of the limited technology aspect for some of our people. I think that was important. Yeah. I think we've done a really, really good job of reaching out to them. And well, I think more. a lot of this also is the uh, <clears throat> human side of it where we're reaching out to our staff, make sure they're all still okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and just checking on them, you know, I mean, we can give them the updates, but that personal phone call, especially ours that we know could be susceptible in our industry. We have a lot of, uh, retired. This is a, not a second career, but their second job after they've already retired. So they're in that age range. that's a little more susceptible to this and just checking in on them as well. Yeah, we definitely, we had one report to on Monday wanted to work and he was like, I've got an unrelated doctor's appointment tomorrow. Uh, which was was Tuesday. He called me Tuesday morning and said, hey, um, I'm not sick, but my doctor says I need to be home, that it's not good for me to be out. So, uh, yeah. so. I had one today call and let me know that she uh, was just tested for pneumonia and it was positive. So, Ugh. yeah. Hmm. yeah it's pretty, uh, pretty wild. So have I you think, – uh, go ahead. I, was, I think Kaylee Sorensen over at the Trust is um, – busier than ever as our emergency response person answering questions like crazy from districts. Do you know what she's getting into stuff? I don't. I have, we, again, we are so slammed. I, we, and we've been limited on our email, essential email only. We kind of talked about this earlier where when you're on a network like this um, and everybody suddenly is forced to use it, you know, our guidelines are, essential only. And so I haven't had the opportunity to talk to her, but this is for Bailiwick. She's excellent at it. Her name is out there. I can only imagine how busy she is. <laughs> yeah. Do we know how the, I mean, has anybody been in touch with how our, our teams to the, the North, North of Flagstaff have been doing? 
I'm only seeing, um, I don't know how many districts you pay attention to on social media, but they're all doing an amazing job up there of setting up food service, whether it's pickup or delivery. Um, They're putting stuff out on social media. They are putting out updates. They're doing the same things that we're doing down south. They're just a little bit slower. And I think they're having to find... They're having to do paper mail because a lot of these folks don't, like I said earlier, don't have this um, network in place that don't like the four of us do. So they're, they're all doing it. They're all finding ways to meet their community needs. Um, I see a lot of here, use this free online service, use here's some free educational resources um, The the, some of those districts up north and even our south ones that are really small, they might not be prepared to be offering um, free online classes themselves, but they are putting out um, links to where their students and parents can find them elsewhere. So, I mean, they're they're making do. They're making do just like the rest of us. It, it's just a matter of what their resources are versus, you know, what someone else's resources are. Yeah. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of questions about if TA is going to be canceled or postponed, and I think that's still far enough out I, that we don't need to necessarily early. make a decision just quite yet. I know that ASBO canceled. Actually, they postponed to September, and Rodeo was canceled. I don't know if they're going to actually get that back up or not. If it's, it's That's a tough one. Yeah, so Don't hard schedule. to to determine, you know, and then obviously with all the several districts making, you know, canceling travel plans for their employees that could prevent a lot of people. We could see a lot of not very many people showing up at conferences here if if travel is canceled through, say, maybe the end of the fiscal year. So yeah, I've had I've, I've gotten, had a go ahead, Stephanie. I've gotten um, three people telling me already that. They won't be at the TAA conference because their district travel has been canceled. So I can see that happening. I, I've gotten a lot of questions from uh, districts because they have their invoices already for conference. Um, should we pay? Should we hold off? What should we do? Um, I've just been saying, you know, let, let's hold off for right now. We still have time. Uh, Cause we still don't have any answers yet. Yeah. For this conference. And then the national Congress, uh, for school bus standards got postponed to next year, I believe same time. I so. did, I did read that. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of uh, uncertainty, a lot of, definitely a lot of angst and stress. You can see it in our, our employees, right, Dan? I mean, I've, everybody I've talked to is, you know, I feel for them. I, you know, some of the Tommy, you probably have some of these that, you know, they're the the hustlers and they work extra hours beyond. Um, you know, they'll take whatever they can get and, you know, now they're getting capped pretty much at their, you know, their minimum, their minimum par and contract. hours. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're like, well, I make more than this. And so, you know, I I can, we kind of told them yesterday, (laughs) you should be lucky you're getting paid what you're getting paid. Yeah. And those are the people I think I'm, I'm more worried about resigning and looking for other employment. Those, those people that kind of. They shouldn't be, but they're kind of counting on those extra hours, and that's why they're always available and our go-to Correct. people that they need. You know, they need to make that that supplement. So those are the ones that I'm I'm concerned about not coming it, back when this thing reinstates itself. 
we're paying them, which is great. But, um, you know, contract hours here for our district is 28 hours a week for student transporters. And a lot of them end up doing, you know, 37, 38 every week. So it's a 10 hour mm -hmm. pay cut, um, each week that's or 20 hours for pay period. So, I mean, and, and that, that could end up being a lot of money. So, yeah. Have you guys been doing any training? No, we have not been doing any training. Again, we're still on essential versus non-essential and who is which category. So well, we were, right now, student transporters are non-essential. We were definitely fortunate to get three certified yeah. this last week. I tested three, I tested nice. three people, two yeah. on Wednesday and one on Thursday, and they all passed. So that was good. Yep. And then with, with the being on spring break last week, we had one uh, take their test last week, and we got her certified before the, the shutdown happened. So. Nice. We were looking good, and then the, um, had two resignations today. So, yeah, it, isn't that funny? You just you know, one step forward, two steps back. Sometimes it's just it's hard to stay. Welcome to our world, head. right? Yeah, here. no, exactly. It's just <laughs> you know, it's disappointing because we're all like you know, patting each other on the back. The training department has done a fantastic job of getting these people in. Shannon Weber's done a great job of communicating that and hiring people, and then we get them trained and finally get them certified. And we had that. A few weeks ago, we had three certified, and then two people resigned all yep. of a sudden out of nowhere. It's yep. like, okay, here we go. And we have, a, we have one starting on Monday, and he's going to get to be on call working from home. So how cool yeah. is that, huh? <laughs> yeah, we had a few that were scheduled to start this week, and they are yeah, never worked a day for us yet, but they are the uh, on call at home getting paid. So Timing's everything. Right? Yep. Um, I wonder, yep. do you – oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm just sitting here listening to you guys, and I'm wondering if Coral and Debbie and I should start putting out webinars right now just on um, what are some what are some generic routine training opportunities that everybody would need, like student management or, um, you know, the stuff we teach in person around the state, but maybe we should just start putting out these webinars. Hey, do you want two hours worth of student management training? You know, I wonder if there's any value in us because it's a simple, it's a simple thing to set up. I just don't know if there's any value. Do you have that. limitations on how, um, how many people can be on it? Well, 500, but the most I've ever had in in one of my webinars is less than 200. So I don't know if, our, if since times have changed, if that would be different or not. I, I don't I think, think there's any an harm. Awesome idea. Yeah, I don't think there's any harm. Yeah. We would certainly take advantage yeah, of it. Yeah, absolutely. And then we can the, push the that trust, information out. But the trust staff. forwarded the uh, Q-Strength training that came out this week, and I pushed it out uh, to our guys on our Facebook page, and I had about 15 uh, texting back and said, that was a great training. Thank you for uh, sharing that with us. So, okay. That's, so that's me. That's me, Tommy. Oh, <laughs> I, do, nice. I do that goofy Facebook thing. <laughs> yes. And I loved the uh, book reading. I did watch the book reading as I laid down to go to bed one night. So thank you. That was great. I got a bedtime story. <laughs> Princess Trustina. Yes. She's a great friend of mine. We yeah. have to do something to stay creative. We've got to keep them entertained. I know I shared um, uh, Disney has put all of their uh, animation studio stuff on YouTube available and free now. And I shared it out with a challenge. Everyone pick a character and draw it. Let's share it here so we can see. And I've had some of the best drawings and some of those, what is that drawing? <laughs> but just to get everyone going and talking, just sure. something to do. Little challenges. Uh, sure. One of our mechanics is 
putting videos up as he's working on his wife's car. She'll come out and go, uh, blah, 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 to, to shop. And he gets his little phone and goes, this shop, go ahead, just to keep it going, <laughs> to keep everyone interested. So Aww. we're trying here to keep everyone entertained. Sure. Um, so, and, you know, take this hit a little, little easier. But, you know, I'm trying that challenge every day. And I'd like to thank the trust for uh, calling me out on our teacher that did the rap. Uh, oh, well, I need students. you to do that. I need that was I can that was totally nice. see you doing that, which is why I said it. I yeah. I know you've got some cute jammies somewhere, <laughs> and I know you know a song that uh-huh. you could totally do. So my expectation is I'm gonna see it soon. Uh huh. Thanks. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Love you, long time. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I think we're um, you know um. I don't really know how much longer this is going to go. I don't think anybody knows. No. Right? A lot of people keep saying it's going to get worse before it gets better. So I think we keep seeing the state closing down. Right? I think a lot of that's because the tests are now available. We're we're now seeing who actually is testing positive for it. Um, I want to cross my fingers and hope we don't end the year. To be honest, like this, I would like to see all of our staff back. I'd like to see our kids again, for that matter. Right. Um, I want to. I want us back. I just. I hope it's soon, and not later. Well, we were even talking about. You know, we still have evaluations to get through. So, do we do the evaluations for the three quarters of the year that we've already worked? And you know, obviously, our evaluation process plays heavily into. Uh, what summer work may now be available and not be available, um, as well as route bidding for next year and other work assignments. So, you know, it's kind of like, how do we, how do we even deliver, you know, do we do deliver that through a zoom meeting, you know, one-on-one meeting and scheduled meetings like that? Are we going to be allowed to come in and actually as on call, we call them in to, okay, you're going to come see me at 10 and, you know, do a 30-minute meeting and kind of stagger people in and out of the office. Um, it was, you know, just it was kind a of conversation depends. we had as well. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to do our evals, the paper ones. Uh, if we don't come back, uh, they'll take first semesters and double it, um, unless there's some that we need to adjust. Um, if there are ones that wasn't with us first semester, we do have to bring them in to do them so they have a number. Because you're right, it does affect summer work. It affects route bids for next year, uh, if there is a pay increase, uh, so on and so forth. So, yeah, lots of things to still just think about that we don't have an answer to. Right, yeah. Well, this is our new normal, and all of us are going to have, even though we're all under this new normal, we're all going to have different answers to 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 these questions. And I really commend you guys for stepping up and being creative and, you know, and trying to do right by the employees. It's a challenge and it's not easy. And you guys are doing a really good job. We're trying. Yeah. And I, and I don't know that, I mean, I would like to think that this is not, I think this is a temporary normal. I don't, you know, I'd like to think that things will go back to the way that they were. Um, and, And definitely I think, Everybody from the government all the way down to every company is going to try and figure out how to what the takeaways are and how to plan better and what is, you know, kind of create work on models that, you know, can easily be activated now that we have seen literally a, this entire country come to a, almost a complete halt, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part. So, right. you rewrite that um, book, I tell you. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, again. If we get closed down, 
uh, if school ends, if school completely goes to an online model for the rest of the year, you know, the people I think I really feel for the high school seniors that aren't going to get to, you know, do all the, the final quarter fun things that they do, you know, prom and graduation and all of that there. Uh, and then how does it affect them going into their freshman year, you know, scholarships, et cetera. I, I, that's just, you know, just thinking out loud, just other things that, you know, those groups that are affected way Agreed. beyond transportation. Definitely been definitely been some good memes that have come out of it anyways. <laughs> oh, oh yes. You know. I they love keep the, me entertained. I love the ones from the the parents said, you know, three hours into homeschooling and one's been suspended and the other one's been expelled. So yeah. <laughs> I shared the one of the lady praying. Yeah. Because uh, she is not a homeschool teacher. Um Yeah. Yeah, there's been uh... I sent a great one to Stephanie the other uh yesterday. So yeah, been some been some good ones, um, you know. Obviously, got a laughter in this a little bit. Toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah. What was the one? Um, uh, Marty McFly and and Doc. Uh, he goes. I just came back from twenty forty. People still have unused toilet paper from twenty twenty. <laughs> Thought that was a great one. When you saw the all the grocery stores are, you know, basically saying all sales final. You know, they're not going to yeah, be returning any of those items. It. So. Yeah. Well, that I think the we're... one for, yeah, go for ahead. State Farm was uh, Jake from State Farm. Oh, and his hazmat suit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been some, yeah. been some good ones. Been some good ones shared. Or the, the other one, bus drivers working from home, and they're he's at the video game with the steering wheel <laughs> in his hand. You know. So. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So we're about uh, forty minutes or so. I think um, you know pretty much cap it off here and see what uh see what evolves i think like i said we're gonna try and do a a episode or a part two of this i know that like i said transfinder uh has reached out they want to connect and um be able to talk about how they're responding at a probably a more global level at least for their customers and um i know several probably a lot of companies around the country that are using transfinder um several districts here that are using transfinders so it'll get them a little bit of opportunity to get out there and talk about what they're doing so um that will probably that will probably come up here in the next uh couple days i want to try and keep these two episodes together and then um you know pretty much we'll just kind of see how this evolves in the next basically five days days we're we're definitely closed till the 27th of March, uh, statewide. So I did see California went into pretty much a recommended lockdown. lockdown. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I expect us to kind of probably pretty much do the same thing. I'd be surprised if we didn't. So, uh, other than that, fingers crossed, stay positive. Yeah. Fingers crossed, stay positive. Everybody, if you have questions, feel free to reach out to us, uh, again, via email, you can hit us up on, uh, either Facebook or, instagram at the hey bus driver podcast and uh with that being said i guess everybody hunker down hope you have enough tp and you know good luck so be safe and And stay stay healthy yeah be safe be healthy and be well and we'll hope to talk to you soon thanks for thanks for listening thanks jason yep thanks for listening later guys Bye. bye You've been listening to Hey Bus Driver. Thanks for being part of our community. If you're a student transportation professional, you are part of our family. 
The show is coming to a close, but you can reach out online. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hey Bus Driver Podcast. And check out the website at www.heybusdriver.com. Till next time, this is Hey Bus Driver, signing off.